Nourish, Chapter 21. All happiness depends on courage and work. Honoré de Balzac. This is the halfway point assessment. So regardless of where you are in the Nourish program, if you're binging this audiobook podcast, that's fine. These are still great questions to ask now. So you're here. Keep listening. You've got this, right? Remember, you have all the information for Nourish right now. Are you getting this? Tap. Track, assess, and adjust to progress. That's all you have to do. Accountability is part of the practice portion of Nourish. You are practicing. You're still a work in progress. When the 12 weeks are over, your skills to maintain your accountability habit to yourself will be honed. If you never had to assess, there would be no point in the program. The assessing is how you learn to establish your own nutritional tipping points. For example, you may need 21 grams of fiber instead of 32. Perhaps you should eat regular full-fat yogurt instead of Greek to cut back on protein. Maybe you function best on three and a half liters of water on your workout days. These are some examples of how you might assess and adjust your tipping points. After years of research and experimentation and years of eating this way, I have my own tipping points figured out and I still assess and adjust regularly. That is because life changes over time. Circle back to the list in the chapter, get over yourself, get started. You will take that cruise. Your kids will go off to school. The holidays will come every year and your spouse may or may not be on board with nourish. You are listening to this audiobook to help yourself. Tap is how you do it. Put some thought and energy into your assessments. Make the adjustments required. Do this for yourself. Assess your food logs weekly. Do this daily. Assess your food logs proactively. How we do one thing is how we do everything. This principle also applies to feeding ourselves. Blowing off assessing your food logs is actually blowing off yourself and quite possibly your well-being. You can do this. Remember, you are learning, not failing. Do the work and the results will follow. It's true that most things work if you do them. Nourished client Carol explains, as a person who is off the wagon more than on, sticking with tap feels much better than being off. Last week was an extremely busy week for me personally and professionally, and I was exhausted. On the weekend, I reflected, which is code for assessing, why I was feeling so drained. My schedule was busy, yes, but it came down to poor organization, which led to dehydration and poor nutrition choices that in the end just caught up to me. I can't eat rice crackers, a piece of cheese, and one protein shake and nothing else and think I can maintain my energy. Poor nutrition and poor planning for me means low energy, anxiety, craving, empty carbs, irritability, poor digestion, and feeling physically drained. After just beginning to tap again, I somehow feel lighter. And my clients tell me that as well. It's like just opening up the app and deciding you're going to get back into tracking. Even if you're not crazy about what you see, at least you know, and you cannot change what you don't exalt, what you don't acknowledge. 
literally within 36 hours or less of tracking again and making better choices for me, I always feel lighter, less bloated. I sleep better. I feel more rested. I'm less irritable. I have less brain fog. My mood is better and I'm just happier. That's partly because of this. Listen closely. As an adult, one of the only things you can control is your food. Let me say that again. You are an adult and you can eat and drink whatever you wish. You are in charge of your food. But how about you? Are you tapping? Are you asking, what am I hungry for? And what am I getting for what I'm eating? Nutrition client Bonnie says, my personal mantra is, Keep the water and fiber up and keep the sugar down. Are you ready to ask the four assessment questions? Question number one, how is your digestion? On a scale of one to 10, what is your digestion number now? Are you having bowel movements every day at least once? Seriously, check your bowel movements and assess. Are your bowel movements non-foul smelling? Are they light in color? Do your bowel movements float? Are they non-greasy? Are your bowel movements free of undigested food particles? Are you gassy? Are you bloated? Are you constipated? Are your bowels loose? Are you a little of both, constipated and loose? Then ask, how is your water intake? Are you drinking 64 or more ounces of water a day? If not, why not? And how about your fiber consumption? Are you consuming enough low sugar fiber per day? And if not, why not? Trina says, I never really felt like I had an issue with digestion, but when I went into self-sabotage mode one day, partway through the program after I'd been doing well, I was blown away at how poor food choices affected me. It was a day of substituting what was right with what was convenient. I felt terrible for two days after. Lesson learned. Assessment question number two, how is your sleep? What is your number from 1 to 10 now? Are you falling asleep easily? Are you staying asleep? Are you waking up rested? Are you sleeping in complete darkness? If not, why not? Ask and answer these questions too. Are you eating enough calories? If not, why not? Are you eating too many calories? If so, why is that? Are you considering how caffeine and alcohol affects you? If not, why not? Have you cut back on sugar yet? Are you eating 36 grams of sugar or less per day for men or 24 grams of sugar or less per day for women? If not, why not? And if yes, what changes do you notice? List them. Abigail, a nourish client says, because I am paying attention through tap, tracking and assessing, I know I need to limit my caffeine to two cups of coffee per day and have them before nine in the morning. Ed says, when I started really looking at my sugar intake and got my numbers down below 36 grams per day, I finally slept through the night for the first time in years. Now, if I want to sleep, I know that I cannot have a high sugar dessert at night, like raspberry pie, or I will not sleep. It's a choice for me now, sleep or pie. Nine times out of 10, I choose sleep because rest gives me more than a piece of pie ever will. Assessment question number three, how is your mood? What is your number from one to 10 now? Is your monkey mind in check? Is your outlook positive? 
Are you less moody? Are you less depressed? Less anxious? Any chance you're happier? Are you experiencing no change? If yes, why is that? Daphne says, tracking my nutrients, assessing them, and then adjusting has helped me to finally get my anxiety medication under control. As a matter of fact, I got off my anxiety medication. I had no idea how my food was affecting me until I kept track and paid attention to how I was feeling. Keeping a daily log of my mood has really helped me to see the light. Assessment question number four. How is your energy? What is your number from one to 10 now? Do you have more energy? Are you calmer? No change? If yes, why is there no change? Ask yourself. Are you tapping? Track. Are you tracking everything that you put in your mouth? Honestly? Explain. Ask yourself if that's true or not. Assess. Are you evaluating your food logs? Really? Or are you still wanting to be told what to eat and when? Remember before when I said you're an adult? Food is actually one of the only things we can control. Nourish client Kelly says, I love learning that it is possible to get your numbers right without completely sacrificing the food you enjoy. This is so true. And if you want to learn more about how to do that, you really need to read the Nourish Express Lane. The Nourish Express Lane helps you figure out how you can feast and eat and fast and repeat that cycle to live a life you love. Nourish is the first step though. You have to get this part. You need to learn the basics. So it's great that you're here. You need to assess in order to learn how to feed yourself and your family, partner, and the people you love in a way that serves you. Remember, you are a work in progress. Decide to assess proactively. Pre-plan your nutrition. Become proactive instead of reactive. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. This is a proactive adult. Tomorrow is a busy day of meetings for me. I better pack some nuts in my bag and organize my water bottles tonight. As well, I plan on having a great protein, healthy fats, and fiber-rich, low-sugar breakfast so I can skip the lousy food offerings at the meeting. Plus, I'm going to hard-boil some eggs too so when I get home I can have an egg while I cook dinner. Now here's an example of a reactive child-victim mentality. I did it again today. I really didn't eat well. But they didn't give us very healthy choices, so all I could do was eat the veggies and the unhealthy dips. Then I was starving after work, and I had to stop at the coffee shop for a bagel and cream cheese and a coffee with two sugars. And then I knew I had used up all of my calories for the day, so I skipped dinner. Now I'm plugging my food into the nutrition tracking app because Kate wants me to, and I'm awake in the middle of the night because of the late afternoon caffeine and because I didn't eat nutrient-rich food because I didn't plan because I need other people to take care of me and offer me the proper food choices because I am too childlike about taking care of myself. (sighs) So I am fill in the blank here people over fat skinny fat wired tired fill in the appropriate term for yourself and not very pleased with myself again. Which one are you? Are you proactive or reactive? Think about that for a minute. How many times are you just a passenger in life? You want to be the CEO of your life, right? Not the secretary, not the janitor, 
Take the reins. Here is another aha halfway moment from Nourish Client Carol. I learned that you can't discuss nutrition with just anyone. Although I love my friends, they serve me in different ways. With some friends, I would never choose to discuss nutrition as we are not always on the same page when it comes to the subject and this can lead to sabotaging. This is such a great point and we talk a lot about that in our various nutrition coaching groups and I do talk a lot about that in the Nourish Express lane. So let me elaborate here for a moment. You do you. Do not be the food police. You're making these choices and experimenting here and giving this a whirl for you. You are in charge of the food you put in your mouth, but you don't need anyone's permission to try any of this. And you're way better to keep this information to yourself. If you want to elaborate, if you want to share and pontificate and share ideas, then join us in the Custom Fit Community private Facebook group where we talk about nutrition and fitness in a safe forum where we can just lift each other up and support each other and solution seek with each other as opposed to tearing each other down. Again, don't be the food police. Don't make your spouse do this if they don't want to. Just you do you, and I'm telling you, eventually the people that you love that are closest to you, they'll probably come to you and ask you what you're doing. But for now, just focus on yourself. Let's talk about making adjustments. Are you making changes? Are you staying curious? Are you shopping several times per week for produce? One of the things that I've recently started doing is buying frozen organic produce in large quantities at Costco. I find this incredibly helpful because I was a person who was shopping several times per week and I live out in the country, so it's a trek. And I find that if with our schedules, we're not using that produce in a timely fashion, we were wasting a lot. So in the freezer, I always have a big bag of green beans, cauliflower, and mixed vegetables. I often will have a big bag of broccoli as well, and that works really well. So consider that. The other thing too is think about cooking protein in bulk at least two days per week. Have you been to the bulk food or health food store? Are your veggies washed, cut up, and ready to go? Have you switched to full-fat dairy? Have you tried different cut kinds of nuts? And are you using sour cream instead of mayo? Or are you making your own mayonnaise? Have you tried new oils like walnut or avocado to use in salad dressings? Are you making your own sauces? Have you changed the settings on your nutrient tracking app to focus on what you need for this program? For example, if eating enough fiber is still an issue for you, but you have your protein figured out, you can swap one for the other on the settings. Or can you swap fats for sugar? Have you emptied your house of all the non-nutritive junk that is poisoning, yes, that's correct, you and your family? Bethany says, I track the crap too. This is key. Seeing the number beside the foods that are not ideal for me helps me to be accountable. But it's so hard. Really ask this question. How hard is this? Remember what I said, if you can read, you can cook? You can make this hard and slip into a state of overwhelm, but will that help you? If it feels like a lot, remember you're learning. Remind yourself that hard is 
spending time and energy at the doctor's office, and spending money at the drugstore. Suffering from digestive issues is hard. Having kids who are sick all of the time because you don't feed them well, that's hard. You do buy the groceries, right? And so is getting diabetes, having a high heart attack, having a stroke, not being able to play with your kids or grandkids, nieces and nephews, your dog, etc. Having no sex drive, having nothing to wear because nothing fits or nothing feels good on you. Enduring chronic headaches, suffering from PMS, succumbing to moodiness, having a four-season chronic cold, having bad skin, eyes that are dull and lifeless, and hair that is dry and brittle. These things are hard. Having a low self-esteem and faking it, that's hard. And so is not doing things in life because you're too thin, too fat, overtired, wired, depressed, unhappy, worn out, and used up. Those things are hard. Living well is about making healthy choices. Progress. Track, assess, adjust to progress. It's time to go back and reread the nutrition lessons or go back and listen to the audiobook lessons. What a great way to review. Really soak on what I've asked you to think about in terms of the nutrient-rich foods you're putting into your body. Percolate on the lessons. Be Be honest. What are your nutritional tipping points? What are your averages for protein, fats, carbohydrates, sugar, and fiber? What are you getting for what you are eating? Ask, what is working well? And list it. Ask, what could you be doing better? And list it. What do you think you're learning? Are you making progress? If so, Exactly what does progress look like for you right now? Are you stuck in a victim's mindset? If so, why? Are you the king or queen of self-sabotage? How? What can you do to stop behaviors that don't serve you? Reflect back on what you want to get out of the program. What are you still hoping for? Has it happened yet? How will you know when you get there? Will you continue to do the work required? Why or why not? These are just some of the questions to ask yourself. The other thing that you can do is reflect back on the autobiography in five chapters poem and ask yourself what chapter you're in now. Here it is again. Autobiography in five short chapters by Portia Nelson. One, I walk down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, I fall in, I'm lost, I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Three, I walk down the same sidewalk. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Five. I walk down another street. You can look at nourish as walking down another street. And you might be in chapter three, where you still succumb to some of your old habits, but at least you're acknowledging them. That is progress. Halfway metrics. If you're halfway, if you have been 
practicing the lessons in Nourish for, I'm going to say, even two weeks. You could take some metrics right now. Pull out that tape measure, take some photographs. In the original Nourish book, I suggested metrics at the beginning, at six weeks, and at 12 weeks. But the truth is, if you wrangle in your food and your water, you should start to see a change in seven to 10 days. So if it's motivating for you, take your metrics once a week. Anything to continue to want to do better for yourself. Remember, when we know better, we do better. And in my opinion, that starts with our food. When we eat better, we choose to do better. Dinah says, a major motivator for me was seeing the difference in the pictures between my first and second metrics. After that, I kept asking my friends if they wanted to see pictures of my sugar-free ass. The good news is you have all the information you need to take massive action towards a healthier you. You're just about to where the magic starts to happen. Many people quit just as they're about to make some progress. I really encourage you to lean in and keep going. This is when your body will start to believe that you will nourish it on a consistent basis. You just need to go do it.